This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion, one verse at a time. Well, hello there, it's Jeremy Myers, and you are listening to the One Verse Podcast. The following episode is an excerpt taken from one of the lessons in my online course, The Gospel Dictionary. In case you aren't aware of it, I have an online discipleship group, and one of the main things I do in this discipleship group is teach online courses. I think there's about 10 courses available now for people in the discipleship group, and one of them, one of these courses, is The Gospel Dictionary. The Gospel Dictionary looks at 52 keywords of the gospel— When it's all said and done, there might be a few additional words as well, and contains, I don't know, so far, about 100 hours of teaching, and I'm only about halfway through. So um, uh, this this podcast episode is an excerpt from one, just one of the lessons in that dictionary course. Now, if you want to take that course, you have to be part of the discipleship group, and you can do that by going to redeeminggod.com slash join. Learn uh, more there and uh, join up there. So I, I look forward to to seeing you there inside the discipleship group and uh, taking this course. Uh, this course will eventually become a book, probably several books, uh, but that's several years away from the time of me recording this. I got to finish the course itself and then edit and process. And so anyway, uh, if, if you're anxious though to read everything and get access to everything, the only way to do that is inside the Discipleship Group, okay? They have PDF downloads, MP3 downloads, and you can uh, interact with me there as well about the content of these lessons. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it, telling other people about it as well. That's how uh, word spreads about this. If you find the content of these podcasts helpful, Uh, and you're sharing it with others. Thank you so, so much. All right, with all of that in mind, let's get into the content of today's podcast study. Ephesians 2, 3. Ephesians 2, 3 says, uh, right here in the middle of a sentence by Paul, but just picking up, he says, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Now, this passage, especially these opening few verses out of Ephesians chapter 2, are often brought out by theologians and pastors and teachers and authors as sort of one of the key verses in the Bible, which teaches about the sin nature. It's often taught that these verses clearly describe that the human body is the source of sinful lusts and desires that lead us away from God. It's, It's even sometimes thought that the lusts and desires of the flesh that Paul refers to here in verse 3 are the sins of sensuality that many religious people love to rail and teach against, right? Uh, And and that's the way this passage is often taught. But there are several factors from the context which reveal what Paul really has in mind. First, 
right? Whatever type of sins Paul has in mind, they do not appear to be of the sensual or the sexual variety, right? Paul says, we all once conducted ourselves in these behaviors. So he's including himself as being guilty of these sins. Now, what sort of sins was Paul guilty of? Well, not the sexual, sensual variety at all. We know from passages like Philippians 3, verses 3 through 6, that Paul considered himself to be blameless when it came to obedience to the Mosaic law. He kept, Paul kept, the purity laws to such a high degree, he was even able to become a Pharisee. Okay? So it's unlikely, impossible, that Paul ever committed some of the sexual sins that many, many people think Paul is referring to in Ephesians 2.3. Because Paul says, we all conducted ourselves in these, even myself, he's including himself. Secondly, okay, and maybe more importantly, the context of Ephesians 2 clearly explains what sort of sins Paul has in mind. Right? So, uh, just a brief overview of Ephesians chapter 2. I do have a longer explanation of this in various places on my website. Just go there and search for Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, but Ephesians chapter 2 follows sort of a problem-solution application structure, okay? Sort of a three-point, beautiful outline by Paul. Problem-solution application. The problem is described in verses 1 through 3. The solution is described in verses 4 through 10. And then the application is described in verses 11 through 22. Now, to properly understand or discover what sort of problem Paul has in mind in verses 1 through 3, what we can do is we can jump ahead to the application section in verses 11 and 22. Paul says problem, verses 1 through 3. Here's the solution, verses 4 through 10. Now, here's how you should live instead, verses 11 and 22. We can jump up to verses 11 and 2 for the instead and see how Paul wants us to live instead in light of the solution. And if we were to read, go to verses 11 and 22, and he says, now turn away from all your sexual sins and your perversions and your lust and your sensual living. Turn away from all of that. Live this way instead. Okay, then we could go back and say, okay, well, that's what Paul has in mind in verses 1, 2, 3. These are sexual, sensual sins. But you go and read verses 11 through 22, and nowhere does Paul talk about sexual sins, sensual sins, sensual living, nothing like that. Instead, when Paul goes to talk about how we should live differently now in verses 11 to 22, he is talking about religious and racial separations. Okay, Paul uh, says that in Jesus, Jesus, by the way, is the solution, what Jesus did on the cross, what, how Jesus revealed, that's the solution in verses 4 through 10. Now, in light of how Jesus lived, we should no longer allow religious and racial separations to exist in our presence. Jesus has torn down the dividing walls of hostility, of race, even gender and religion. Okay? Paul's primary emphasis in Ephesians 2 verses 11 through 22 is the religious walls of morality that get erected between groups of people. Uh, the primary source of enmity between people, Paul says, is found in the laws of commandments and ordinances. That's verse 15. 
Now, Jesus exposed that through his crucifixion, through his death on the cross, his body on the cross, where religion put him to death, and Jesus forgave us anyway. And Jesus showed us how we can live. And that Paul talks about that in verses 16 through 18. We're supposed to live the same way Jesus lived. Okay, So as a result, we're no longer supposed to condemn and kill one another. That's what we did to Jesus. Instead, we are to live in love and forgive one another instead. And by the way, that's what Paul goes on to talk about and apply in Ephesians 4 and 5. Okay, So we can look at how Paul applies the text in verses 11 through 22. Don't kill and condemn each other for religious reasons anymore. Instead, love and live in unity with one another instead. If that's the application, now we can go back to verses 1 through 3 and understand what he has in mind when he's referring to the lusts of the flesh, the sins of the flesh. Okay? The sin, the fleshly sin of Ephesians 2, 1, 2, 3. It's not primarily, you know, breaking the Ten Commandments or living in sensuality or some sort of sexual sin. The sinful behavior of Ephesians 2, 1, 2, 3 is the sin which Paul himself committed as a zealous, law-abiding Pharisee. It is the sin of using morality and religion to condemn and kill others in God's name. And by the way, that is the main understanding of the word sin in the Bible. Listen to the Gospel Dictionary entry on sin. Also, by the way, I do have two chapters on sin in my book, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. So uh, if you want to read it, then get the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever. Nothing But the Blood of Jesus has two chapters defining sin from Scripture as well. Okay, so here in Ephesians 2, when Paul writes about the sins and desires of the flesh, he's referring to the exact same thing we've seen elsewhere in this study on flesh. He is thinking about the human mind and how we only see things through a physical perspective. We disregard the spiritual truths revealed to us by Scripture, by the indwelling Holy Spirit. And as a result, we judge, accuse, and condemn others because they're not following the religious laws like I am. Okay, And so the sin that Paul has in view in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, which Jesus revealed to us on the cross and rejected, and that's what Paul talks about in verses 4 through 10, the sin is the sin of religious zealots who use their personal obedience to God's commands as a way to justify their hateful, their hurtful, their destructive and damaging behavior towards those who do not have the same levels of obedience, okay? And in these ways, God's law of love is being used to perpetuate hate. And Paul says, stop it. This should not be. Turn away from your fleshly living based on zeal for the law. Ephesians 1 through 3. And instead, follow Jesus. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 10. Into a life of love instead. Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 22. All right, so that is, again, here in the context of Ephesians chapter 2, what Paul has in mind when he's referring to the flesh. It's not sensual, sexual, living, sinful living. No, it is this religious zeal which causes us to condemn, accuse, uh, and sometimes even kill other people in God's name. So that's going to do it for today's podcast study. I hope you found this study helpful and beneficial in not only understanding a key word about the gospel, related to the gospel in Scripture, uh, but also help bringing you greater and deeper understanding of a particular Bible verse uh, from Scripture. 
And of course, it's not just about gaining knowledge of the scripture, but also applying it to our lives so that we can live in light of the gospel with God and with others, and also bringing this light to the world. Just as a reminder, this podcast study was an excerpt from my Gospel Dictionary online course. This course looks at 52 keywords of the gospel and hundreds and hundreds of Bible passages about the, the gospel. And uh, it is available. The only way to take this course is by joining my online discipleship group. You can learn more and join by visiting redeeminggod.com slash join. You not only get access to this online course, the Gospel Dictionary, but all of my other courses as well. We're thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of hours of teaching, and I'm adding more all the time. So anyway, if you would like to learn in this format through audio, uh, you can join there. There's PDF downloads, book downloads, free eBooks, even get access to my private Facebook group. You can contact me by email and so many other benefits as well. Uh, just by joining up, I'm going to send you a free audio book on prayer. So anyway, to learn more and join me there, just go to redeeminggod.com slash join. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as well. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye.